It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building, Laura. This is a fun season looking at this whole month series called Giants. Uh, I want to call this podcast Responding to the Giants in Our Lives, and this is all whole series this month that you and I are having fun digging into 1 Samuel 17, a very familiar passage about David and Goliath. But I think the challenge is as we learn to dig into scripture and we invite the Holy Spirit into the process, uh, God, what do you want me to apply in my own life? You don't have, you don't want to take the whole story in one shot and come up with one answer. I think he's broken it up into four particular uh, podcasts, four particular aspects of things that we can apply as we take a look at 1 Samuel 17. So if you are just jumping in for the first time uh, to be on the building uh, podcast, I actually would encourage you to go back and listen to the first Monday of January and start there. Uh, because truly this story builds um, one giant upon the next and things mm-hmm. that we want to apply. So if you're just a recap a little bit from last week, Laura, you and I talked about uh, David had his Goliath, but we have our giants in our lives. And those are the areas that we continue to struggle with uh, in the areas of our thought lives and how we handle our emotions, our behaviors, perhaps in your relationships with some other people. We indeed have giants in our lives today. Yeah, this is just so practical because we can take everything that we see in the word of God, just like it, you know, it's alive, it's powerful, it's active, and we can take it in and, and God can speak to our hearts through these stories that we read. But last week we talked about how Israel also had a giant, mm-hmm. right? Giants, but we're talking about a specific giant at the moment. And um, Israel continued to battle with giants um, that had been occupying the land that actually belonged to them, mm-hmm. but they had never ousted the land, the giants from the land. And mm-hmm. then we, we talked last week about the fact we do the same thing because Christ's mm-hmm. defeat of the enemy on the cross actually won the land for us, right. Of mm-hmm. our thoughts and our emotions, our relationships. It's like you said, Christ's mm-hmm. death brought us victory in all of those places. And yet we mm-hmm. have opened the door for the enemy to possess land that belongs to us and wreak havoc on our thoughts and our emotions and our relationships through our disobedience to God's commands in our lives. But what we talked about last week, and we're going to build on it this week is once you identify the giants in your own life and you identify the places where you have walked in disobedience and opened the doors, then you can move on toward taking a stand Mm -hmm. against the giant that you're facing in your life. Mm-hmm. Speaking of taking a stand, we, in this second uh, podcast in this series, we're going to focus on the dramatic difference between the way Israel and King Saul did not take a stand and the way David did when, uh, when he approached Goliath, the, the responses were dramatically different. Mm. Let's pick up here in verse eight. Again, Goliath stood and he shouted to the ranks of Israel. I remember he's never nine foot tall. I bet that shout was like earth shattering. In Why the do you in the valley? Yeah, it echoes. <laughs> Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you are not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he's able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him 
and kill him, you will become our subjects in service. Remember, it was one of those jewels. It's like winner takes all. Then the Philistine said, this day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. And on hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. This is God's army, right? This is the chosen people of the almighty God. And they're like dismayed and terrified. They listened. They listened day after day to Goliath's word and listening to the enemy repeatedly produced dismay and terror in the heart of Israel. Wow. I mean, yeah, there it right is. There. There, it is. <laughs> there it is. Right. We need to keep asking ourselves the question. This is where God's word is so practical to our everyday yeah. lives, right? You just said that listening caused God's people to be dismayed and terrified. So the question we need to be asking ourselves is what voice am I listening to? Mm -hmm. Because the voice that we listen to typically is the voice we will give authority to in our mm -hmm. lives. The mm -hmm. opinions that we hear, that we listen to and we take in, those are the opinions that we are allowing to mean the most to us. Mm -hmm. um, and there's really a direct correlation between what I have a daily habit of listening to and mm -hmm. my emotions. Man, it's like, do you remember the old ticker tapes that just yeah. keep right across? Yeah. There's no shortage of negative ticker tapes out there yep. for your ears. Just look at your social media feed, right? Just pay attention to it. P pay attention to what's on the news. Listen to the conversations that are around you. It is so full of doomsday. Mm -hmm. Right. So full of doomsday. I mean, you're probably hearing that right now in January where people are like, I really, Christmas was not what I was hoping. This new year's not panning out yes. to what I thought it would be. That's people, right. and it's, this is not across, it's not everybody, but the, most of it, most of what you hear out there um, is going to be in the negative. People have just, they've lost hope. Mm -hmm. They're feeling overwhelmed in so many ways. And they're at the mercy of the hard in life. Mm -hmm. They feel at the mercy of difficult people. Mm -hmm. And if you keep listening to that, that's what's feeding what's in your head. It will change your perspective and it will pull you down mm -hmm. in your thinking and in your emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, I often say when I'm teaching the Bible uh, that the enemy really doesn't have to stay with us long-term to mm -hmm. uh, get us defeated. All he has mm -hmm. to do is plant a thought in our mind mm -hmm. and we know that we will just take it from there, right? Mm -hmm. One yep. negative thought, one thing that we shouldn't be listening to, one agreement with something the enemy plants and what right. happens, we start spinning with it. Mm -hmm. And so like you were saying, it just keeps us bound. And, and mm -hmm. I, I do agree. It's because we feel so hopeless when we're not walking with Christ. All we see is doomsday around us. And I, I know mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, Deb, have you ever walked into a conversation and um, it's a negative conversation. There's a lot of um, maybe hopelessness being spoken or things that aren't true. And, and you try to like inject some, <laughs> uh, some life, like a shot of life or a shot Underline. of positivity or some hope. Yeah. And there's such a, um, I think negativity is such a pervasive conversation these days mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that sometimes when we do come in and we, we, we desire to bring pos positivity into it or hope from the word into it. Um, some people, you, you know, there's just a pushback that, and it, yeah. might not even, it might not even be like, uh, don't talk about that. It's almost like, 
how can you even say that given everything we see? Like with everything that's going on in life right now, how can you even say something hopeful or be positive? You know, you mm-hmm. almost feel like you're that fish or that salmon, salmon. That's trying to swim upstream mm-hmm. and everybody else mm-hmm. is going downstream. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that spirit of negativity is in conversations all us around, around us these days. David walked right into that, right? He's coming in, in chapter 17. He is the youngest son of Jesse. He spends his time at this point mixed between tending the shepherd as the sheep, as a shepherd and playing music in King Saul's palace. I mean, this is David that we know has already been anointed the next king of Israel, but he's in a season of waiting. And so he is just, um, he's coming to check out what is going on on the battlefield. His dad has sent him up there and he's like, Hey, I want you to, I want you to report back, you know, what's going on. He walks right into this negativity. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he comes in, you know, he wants to bring the food and the supplies to the camp and report back to his dad. And he arrives. And in verse 16, we see, it says for 40 days, the Philistines, no, I love numbers. I know (laughs) (laughs) the Philistines uh, came forward every evening, every morning and evening and took his stand. So for 40 days, the Philistine Goliath, the giant came forward every evening and every morning and he took his stand. Now in my, uh, my passion for numbers in the word of God, right. I have learned Mm -hmm. that 40 is a very significant number. I know, you know, that too, many of our Mm -hmm. listeners do as well. It represents like a change, a transition. It represents a a change from a time of testing and trials into a season of restoration, revival, or renewal. So there is something very significant about the fact that for 40 days, the Mm -hmm. giant came. 40, I just think about, think of what what registers in your head. I've heard that number before, you know, in the Bible, think of Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, a period of testing trial, right? When he comes out empowered by the Holy spirit, Noah, and now he was in the ark a lot longer than 40 days, but it rained mm-hmm. for 40 days and night. Moses goes up onto the mountain for 40 days and night. And then just even after Jesus um, resurrects, he has 40 days um, to be on the earth. So there's more than that, but they mm-hmm. just start going like, yeah, I've heard that number mm-hmm. before in the word. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we got 40 days here mm-hmm. and we have all of Israel, including King Saul, right? Mm-hmm. All of the Israelite army, including King Saul, which we talked about last week, pretty significant there. Um, they were being tested and tried and day after day for 40 days, mm-hmm. man, this is that wearing down. Mm-hmm. We talked about last yeah. week as well. The giant is taunting Israel and mocking their God, right? Mocking the God most high and Israel's reaction to the taunting of the giant is to run and hide in fear. Mm. You know, for 40 days, Goliath took his stand. Why? Because no one would come out and challenge him. He could easily come out and take his stand because everybody that he was standing against, God's people were running and hiding in fear. And so it was easy for the giant to take his stand. Every no day they kept listening. Exactly. Just, they, they just keep listening to them. Exactly. And the more you listen, the more you start to believe it's true. Yep. Right. You don't hear debates going back. He yells, they run. Yep. They're, they're, you know, all discouraged and they're afraid. The enemy does that for us. We talked about how he is relentless for your mind. He is relentless for your soul. He's relentless for your will. 
And so he day and night taunts the revelation says he's the accuser of the brethren. He goes after the children of God. Mm-hmm. He taunts, he lies, he challenges. He's trying to cause you to raise doubt in your, in your own heart, your own thinking, questioning, challenging the authority of God, challenging his word. Mm-hmm. He, and he, the word is relentless, right? Mm-hmm. The 40 days of constantly doing that. So the question that I need to ask myself with the giant that I recognize I'm facing, do I daily take a stand against this giant that I'm starting to see I'm winning battles or do I find myself repeatedly backing down because I'm listening, I'm running out there each day and I'm listening to the enemy's taunts and I'm going, maybe he's right, you know, and I back down, I lose hope of maybe ever overcoming the struggle. Yep. Yep. Okay. Let's keep reading because this just keeps getting better and better. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So verse 20 early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of the shepherd. He loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry, Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines, facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, look at that, uh, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him, like we Mm -hmm. said earlier, in great fear. Now, David steps into the picture. He's there with the giant, and he hears Goliath. Listen to what the word says what Goliath says is, or how Goliath speaks is, it's his usual defiance, right? And David, he hears what the enemy says, and then he sees how God's people flee in fear. He's hearing the enemy use the same words over and over again. Yeah, they're so used to it. When you start listening to the same message from the enemy again and again and again from your giant, you start to believe maybe it's true. Yep. Now they all lined up, right? Each day they went out and lined up, but then they heard that same message and they're like, well, it must be true. I'm out of here. Yep. Like peace out. I'm not though. I'm not your champion. That's right. So we need to, but David challenged the content of what he was hearing. He was like, who, like. What? What are you really saying? Yeah. We need, and then you also need to challenge the delivery. Goliath was not coming out there with a debate. He was just threatening. Yep. And and so it's the content of what we're hearing, and it's the challenge yep. against God in the way it's being delivered. He was haughty. He was cocky. Yep. He was yep. full of pride. So interesting because all of God's people in the army have heard this all of the time, right? Mm-hmm. For the forty days, but this is the first time that David hears it. And I think that's significant too, because he did not allow himself to roll into Mm -hmm. the fear that the others did. His reaction is very different. And in verse 26, it says, David asked the men standing near him, like, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel, which really should have been done a long time ago? Right. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David comes in and he's like, what is going on? I am hearing things, right, that don't align with 
who God is. Right. And I'm seeing that the response does not align with who God's people should be. And he's like, let's just readjust the situation. Like this giant in front of us, he says, what's going to be done for the man who kills this Philistine? Meaning mm-hmm. this giant is killable. Mm-hmm. No one said that so far. Never. It took David to come in and say, no, 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 we're going to be done with this. Mm-hmm. And then it says, you know, he goes on to say like, uh, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He starts to question who Goliath's identity is actually, you know, right. like he's uncircumcised. He's not even one of us. He's not one of the chosen people. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but he's defying the army of the living God. Remember, we talked earlier about the fact that he called it the army of Saul and David is saying, oh, no, no, uh-uh. no, no. this isn't Saul's army. This is the living God's army. So David steps in and he's like, uh, what's going on here? I'm going to start speaking the truth mm-hmm. about what I'm hearing. It's a completely different response than God's other people were doing as they fell into fear. And this was an immediate reaction. It's not like, well, 40 days later, yeah, David yeah. stood up. This is his like gut yeah, response. That's right. That's right. This is not okay. But here, and here it is, Laura. When you grasp who you are, when you grasp whose you are, then you start to see giants in your life a bit more accurately. Yeah. They're not as big. That's right. Right. They are not as big. Remember the description last week we talked about uh Josh uh uh, Caleb and Joshua were like, mm-hmm. we felt like grasshoppers, you know, mm-hmm. in their eyes. We, when we see the giants in our lives and we know whose we are, that, that we belong to the father, mm-hmm. we're not afraid of the giants. David was not afraid mm-hmm. of this giant, even though mm-hmm. he was like a young man and Goliath was a seasoned warrior. He was a champion and he was just downright huge. Mm-hmm. But David wasn't afraid of him. You know, Israel was listening every day, 40 days listening to the same taunts. And because they had an inaccurate estimation of who had the authority in their lives, they fled in fear. But -hmm. David comes in and he listens and immediately he rejects the content, the taunts of which Goliath is speaking. And he also rejects the attitude that Goliath has because he has a correct estimation of who he is. That's right. He's, he is an Israelite who serves the most high God. And at that point he is able to stand up against this Goliath. That's right. That's right. And then it's so interesting because everybody's afraid and they fall back. Right. Mm -hmm. David stands up and he's going to confront or speak against the lies And then what happens, we're not going to read verses 28 to 33, but again, please do uh, when you're, when you're reading in your quiet time, check out these verses because here's David. He's the one actually that's going to stand up for the Mm -hmm. the army of God. And he's criticized by his own brothers Mm -hmm. because he stood up to the giant. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is huge. This is huge because we, we are going to take on criticism. Not everybody's going to agree with us when we make it, when we make a choice to stand against the giants in our lives or in our culture, whatever that looks like. Right. But all of a sudden he gets false accusations thrown at him literally by his brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, David, you're full of pride and you're conceited. You're careless with the sheep. Where are the sheep? Who's taking care of them? Right. Even going so far to say like questioning David's heart, I just find that so fascinating that when one man stood up against the giant Mm. of the people doing what God called him to do, he ends up being criticized by his own brothers around him. Mm -hmm. Man, you've got to be standing on the truth of the word of God 
when you do this, right? Because you know that the mm-hmm. enemy is going to try everything inside and mm-hmm. out to bring you down and discourage you because you didn't fall down the first time in fear. Mm-hmm. He's going to do something to try to get you to fall down and stop standing against what the enemy has planned to do. You know, I love how God covers his bases on some details that even just that he was there, they were saying you're careless with the sheep. If you go back at the beginning of that chapter, there's this simple line that says mm. that David left his sheep in the care of another shepherd. Wow. So, wow. you know, there, there will be things things that are said about you that are absolutely that. not accurate That's either. Right. And I just love that detail, right? That's right. Why did That's God right. put that detail yes. in there? Because these brothers were going to like, yes. it's almost like saying, David, I got your back. I covered that yes. already. Yeah. Yes. So not only are the brothers giving him a hard time, even King Saul in verse 33, he says, I mean, thank you, young man, but you're too young to face the giant. Nobody, mm-hmm. I don't see anybody else standing up in line. You know, it's like to say, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. You may find within the body of Christ that when you begin to to stand up for what's right, for truth, that when the church, in the church, some people might criticize you or they may just say, this is a lost cause. Mm-hmm. It's just hopeless. I mean, look, for how many years has it been this way? Nothing that's going to change. And that mm-hmm. could be coming from the church. So it's know who you are, know whose you are, because you are not, not everybody's going to sing your praises Mm -hmm. when you go out there to fight the giant. That's right. That's so right. You know, Debbie, I feel like at the end of these podcasts every week, um, we have all of this amazing um, revelation really Mm -hmm. from the word, right? That that this one is so loaded. This passage is so loaded. I know there's more we could talk about, but we're going to we're going to start to wrap it up now and we'll be back next week with more. So, so join mm-hmm. us then, but as we, as we wrap it up, um, let's just give some thoughts and revisit the key thoughts that we've talked about today, because mm-hmm. like we did last week, we identified our giants personally last week. Now we want to uh, personalize this story today with our giants. And so if we wrap up where we've been today, uh, the Israelite army and King Saul have been paralyzed by fear. Um, They are fleeing from Goliath's taunts that have gone on for 40 days. So that is the one response to the giant that comes their way. However, we see young David, the shepherd, um, hear the very same taunts. And yet his response is very different rather than fleeing in fear His response is one of unwavering faith and determination to take action. Mm -hmm. And so when you personalize this, go back to your giant, what is it that's causing you to struggle so much and, and take a look at your own life in this, when this giant is taunting you and breathing down your neck and threatening your peace and, and your emotions and your habits and your relationships, are you responding like Israel where you're just stuck? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do, so I'm going to do nothing. And you keep, you wake up and you're like, I guess this is just my lot in life that I'm going to continue to struggle with fear or anxiety mm-hmm. or anger or whatever it is. And, or are you going to boldly say no more? Like this stops today. That's right. Right. And I'm going to declare that this has no place in my life and we're going to, we're going to take this head on. So are you stuck? Or are you facing it? I think that's important to look at in our own lives. It really is. And for us and for David, you know, the difference lies in where our focus lies. Um, If we are fixated on our struggle, if we are looking at how big the giant is or the struggle is that we're facing, 
Um, if we are fixated on uh, the negative talking that we do to ourselves in our minds, right? Or the negative rhetoric that we hear on TV, social media, and we continue to um, allow to uh, go on and on and on again in our minds, mm -hmm. then we are going to find ourselves um, feeling stuck mm -hmm. and not standing up to the giant. Mm -hmm. Or are we going to be people who are fixated and anchored mm -hmm. on the authority of God? Are we going to be focused on the fact that we have an identity as children of God, children of mm -hmm. the most high, you know? If we're going to be like the Israeli army, allowing the giant to intimidate us day after day, then we are going to end up like the Israeli army, Israelite army in this story. But if we make a choice to be like David and we confidently assert that the giant's defiance um, won't stand in the face of our God, then we're going to find ourselves like David. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the question, you know, who are we in this story, really? Are we mm -hmm. like the Israelite army or are we like David? Are we fixated mm -hmm. on the struggle or are we fixated on who God is and who we are? Mm -hmm. Those are some really great questions to journal about yeah. uh, in this next week. I think it's going to be fun, actually, for all of us to look back at our journals at the end of January and say, wow, God, look at what you taught me about giants That's and right. victory and how That's to stand. Right. Um, but as we wrap up next week, uh, we hope you'll join us. We're going to continue in chapter 17. So read it again, right? That's right. God speaks to you this time. But um, chapter 17, next week, we are going to be looking at um, the idea of giants falling to the right authority. That's what we're mm -hmm. in for next week. And so I can't wait to, mm -hmm. to talk about that. Hope you'll join us. Yeah. So join us next week. We will see you there. Oh, man, I feel like I am learning so much as we go through this. Mm -hmm. So God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, everybody. We believe that God will use what we share to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.